Think of an open field. How big okay. is the field? What is it filled big. with? Big. No, you don't have to respond right away. I, keep, that, keep, that's not how this works. Keep all your answers to yourself until the end of the quiz. You're going to have to send me out of the classroom. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Matt got sent out of the classroom a lot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Think of an open field. How big is this field? What is it filled with? What are the surroundings like? Open. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. don't say stupid things. Do you guys... Welcome to All Topics, No Pizza, where we start with a single idea, then add new topics until we forget everything that we ever did. I am Matt, also known as Rumorous. I... Okay, I, I'm Dion now, I guess. And Dion you, forgot how we before? do this. Don't worry about that right now. Dion forgot you how we do this. Second. What happened? <laughs> Dion was like, I'm gonna jump the gun. I'm gonna jump over the whole yeah, intro. I, I, I heard that, and I decided to keep going, and I decided my voice is gonna overpower him enough. Dion, is this the episode where we roast you? Is this what we're doing this week? Uh, you know what will happen if you do that. I know, I you'll cry. You. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get canceled before we even before we have a first listener. Our own co-host is going to cancel us. What? Who are you? I'm nobody. This okay. we, we established okay. this bit. Okay. I don't have Nemo. to say okay, my name. Nemo. Okay, Nemo. Whatever. I don't have to say my name. We established this um, bit in a previous episode. I decide when I say my name. So, like I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by this. New before intro you rudely interrupted, done. you mean this is a new intro for me. Um, yeah, it's not like you've ever been on an episode before. Uh, special guest Dion, first episode. As opposed to the fact that you're very rude and just jump in wherever you want, I, we don't do that here. As opposed I to our previous never co-host. Never do we ever interrupt other, each other. I every episode, like it's my first episode. <laughs> 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 um, anyway. So do you guys ever think about killing yourselves or no? It's just... uh, that is not... The premise that you had before. It is. Uh, it straight up is. No, dead ass. Uh, um, I was uh, going to relate to the conversation about the I LGBTQ. Said I, oh, oh, no, that's next. I said I had two things. All right. Well, right. so oh, if okay. I may. I, I figured as, this one would be shorter because we're not. As, oh, man. No, you stepped into like a landmine, Dion. Uh, we have a lot of things to say about both. As, a person, with, as a person with clinical. I have so much to edit, though. As a person with clinical uh, depression. Uh, yes. Death. Uh, suicide. You, uh, self definitely gonna have to put a self before this episode. Self ending, mm-hmm. uh, unaliving uh, as the kids say. Unaliving—that's the one I was looking for—is a frequent 
subject in my thoughts. So what what specifically? So did you I I haven't had this conversation yet, but I've imagined this conversation a lot because I don't have a therapist yet, but I want one. I think I have my mother's. <laughs> I've inherited my mother's belief. Everyone doesn't just deserve a therapist. Everyone needs a therapist. Everyone that turns twenty five needs a therapist if they were raised. Everyone in who the was world raised by a human being needs, needs a therapist. therapist. That's my mother's belief. It was it was up to what her. About the wolf children. No, wolf children are socially capable. Yeah, oh. with wolves. Are you sure? Because Romulus really murdered his brother over a wall. I'm just. Uh, I'm not was Remus really a wolf? No, but they were raised no by idea wolf. But about. Remus is not a wolf, so he, so they didn't have the social skills to interact with each other. They only had the social skills to interact with wolves. No, we said I said wolf children. Right. Anyway, but they yeah, were raised by wolf. So this is a conversation that I've had in my mind with my <laughs> pretend therapist, and I don't go. I've also had this conversation many times about how stupid it was. Now let's pivot and completely turn what Dion's going to say into some Latin history because you, I'm an you asshole. You really don't want to talk about this because we don't have to if you don't want to. Oh no, I, I'm fine with talking. I actually want to talk <laughs> okay. about this. It's very. This is important. I'm just being a dick for right now. Yeah, seriously. So the conversation after an hour and a half of Black Widow content, I was just <laughs> he feels he's someone, earned the right to be an asshole and talk that, over a black gonna, voice. Someone's gonna want that now. We didn't record that. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what? I promise. In a future episode or series, I guarantee. I, you know what? It's probably gonna happen alongside this other thing I'm working on. Me and Nick have the opportunity to do a, a me and Nick episode, and we didn't. And eventually we will. And that's all it's gonna be. It's gonna be three and a half hours. It's gonna be six and a half hours. I was recording just talking about fucking Marvel. And Matt is <laughs> What's great about this is that you forget who edits these, and I'm going to go, fuck that. <laughs> that it's a 10-minute episode not, for some reason. That's a Patreon exclusive. to chop this into 20-minute bits, and whatever sounds good sounds good. If it doesn't, that's on you guys. That's a Patreon exclusive. Um, <laughs> so this is how it goes in my head sometimes when I get a therapist. My therapist is going to be like, oh, for some reason it's going to come up, and they're going to be like, oh, do you think about... Um, you know, self-harm or suicide often. And I'm going to be like, uh, no more than the normal amount. And they're going to be like, Dion, the normal amount is none. And I'm going to be like, oh, uh, okay. So no more than the normal amount? So a little bit more than that. And then I'm like, how often do you think about it? And I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna be like, So this is my honest answer. I don't know how often you guys, I think about, and not necessarily like self harm or suicide but like i genuinely think Murder? about suicide at least once a day is that you guys experience all right or so here's, no here's my thing i think it is actually extremely normal for people and healthy right and healthy for people to think about dying in i general. think so too and allow me to explain there is a difference between ideation and analytics uh, do you mean so, a clinical difference or a philosophical difference philosophical difference okay i sure. would say it's a philosophical difference. there is a clinical um, difference technically but we don't talk about that right now um so when i am in a bad 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 place i find that when i think about death i am thinking about the release of death i am thinking about the relief of pressure that death brings but when i am thinking about dying when i am conceptualizing about this is a way i could die be it slitting my wrist be it a toaster falling into a, a bathtub being a car crash most toasters are waterproof now it is so you know. 
huh? Those toasters, <laughs> toasters wouldn't work in the bathtub thing. I know. Yeah, they, they're waterproof now. For the most um, part, sadly, I mean, good, goodly. It is running down a checklist of the things I know would happen, of the things I know I would experience in that moment, and this is where I think the differentiation occurs. I think if you are a person with suicidal tendencies or ideation problems you get caught up in the emotional aspect of death. Whereas I think it's extremely normal and healthy for people to get caught up in the analytics of death. I think it's very normal for a person to go outside and be like, I could be hit by a bus right now because Mm. that's literally a survival mechanic. That's Mm, like, if you've never seen a thousand ways to die, the whole premise of that show is every time you step outside your door, shit, you might die in a dumb way you might die of a thousand different things. You could trip over a trash can and smack your head against the curb. You could fall into an open manhole that you didn't see while texting your friend while walking down the street. In a New street, York, I guess, maybe. A street <laughs> light could come unhinged and fall on you as you walk across a crosswalk. I you th- can I don't think... The world is filled with random chance death that it is extremely normal for a person to conceptualize about. And I think it's important that you conceptualize about it because it reminds you of your own mortality. I think it is the rumination and the the longing for death that pushes you into that area where it's like, this is not okay. This idea of like, do you think about death as a fact or do you think about death as a as romantic a thing? Yeah, you shouldn't romantic it. I, th- I think people don't give enough, first of all, side note, I don't think people, not a side note, but it is, I don't think people give enough credit to um, the deaths that can be caused by just falling from head height. Oh, yeah. Like, you, not, just tripping not even, can not kill even you. Cause, not even because you're tall. Like, if you're five foot flat, if you trip on something and hit anything, the, that five feet is a long enough fall with gravity accelerating you to kill you on not even anything sharp. A single Just step is enough the, for you to die. To fall yeah, is enough hitting, of a fall to die. Hitting on. your head on the pavement from a trip can kill you. That's crazy to me. Like because we are I at once on extremely resilient like, and extremely squishy. So fun fact: I'm sorry to out you like this. I'm pretty sure Matt's the only one of us that owns a gun, so he could just anytime he wanted to really, really go get on with it. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to put it like that. <laughs> just uh, that is the the one thing I know about the difference between men and women is that. Men and women attempt it at the same rate, basically. Men are significantly more successful. About 80% of men that try to do suicide are successful. And that's because men typically use, you know, guns. They'll jump off a bridge. They'll slam their head into a wood chipper. Yeah. Yeah. They'll do far more violent and, like, instantaneous Mm. is more what it is. Whereas You don't get to change your mind. You don't get to call poison control. Yeah. Yeah, whereas women tend to, you know, take a lot of pills or start cutting themselves or l- things that you can go, oh no, and then panic <laughs> because the one thing that your body's really good at is survival. So when it, it, it kicks into a survival mode of, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, so we're going to go ahead and freak out and make and force you to fix this. That's uh, typically what happens. Uh, uh, when I was younger, especially in my teenage years, I thought about it far more frequently because I just wanted it all to end. I was just miserable and tired. Now that I'm older... I still think about it probably once or twice a day, but it's for more reason. The reason being is that, um, as existential as it is, it's over. I I have a house. I'm about to have one job. I have things that I want. 
this is it. This is this is it for forty years. What what else is there to <laughs> achieve? Forty years. That's so sad. You've already written a just, book. Become so a teacher. For, I for me, I've written books. I've been a teacher. I've made videos. I've oh, done all these things. Like you, I'm not looking for great success. I'm not looking to be you know are you doing the, the rock the next thing where you great could, celebrity. Are you doing the rock thing where you just, finished the main storyline? So you're doing the side quest now, <laughs> getting into your other adventures that you didn't miss out on. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the thing is it's like I just. For for me, I've always been a man who's who's pursued a project of some sort, and I've done a dabbled of everything, and I've and I've I, I know my limits now of certain things that I can and can't do, and it's just at this point I've pretty much done everything that I want to do or will have the opportunity to do. So that's where the existential crisis comes in of just like, so why not just end it? Why do I continue to work every day? Why do I continue to do all this stuff and struggle, and especially now where I do a bunch of stupid things and <laughs> I put myself in a position where I work too much why continue with that and i'm i'm not a man who believes in an afterlife really so it's not really a problem for me there's no real eternal punishment there's no real problem it's just once i'm gone to me once i'm gone i'm gone i'm just flesh rotting in the dirt so to me it doesn't make a difference whether it's today or the next 40 years if the same thing's gonna happen there's no change but you can enjoy the time while you have it but i can enjoy the time while i have it and i often do now that i'm older and have and have these things I get to talk to my friends. I get to see my nephews and all these things. So, yeah. for me, it's always been sort of like that. He gets that. to cry I've, and master. I've explained this to Matt, I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure I've explained this to you, Nick. For me, for a long time, it was it was straight up daily, um, almost like clockwork in the morning. I would wake up, get ready for work. And then as I'm getting ready to get on the bus or get on my bike or whatever I was doing, I would stop and think. Or even sometimes as I woke up, and I was like, all right, cool. What are we doing today? Are we going to work? Are we calling out? Are we quitting? Are we killing ourselves? And then I would go down this list of a few more things. But like killing yourself always made top five. Because it was just one of the most obvious options. Those are the things you can do in the morning. If you have to work in the morning, if you have a nine to five or like a or like a switching shift where like open, close, open, close, open, close, whatever, you have choices to make every day. You can wake up and get ready for work and go to work. You can wake up and call out. You can wake up and quit. Or go to work and then quit. You could kill yourself. You could um, go to work and do a bad job. Go to work and do a good job. There's all these different options. But you can go start your day. Especially if you're stuck in the corporate loop, right? Um, and so for me, for a long time, for like a period of like five or six years, I was stuck in that loop where I'd wake up and I had to choose. And for me, the bad days sucked worse because in my mind, I chose this. I was like, I chose to go have this day. I could have woken up and said, no more. I quit. I could have woken up and said, quit life. <laughs> I could have woken up and said, you know, any number of things. And I chose this path. Um, and so like he, it or not, everyone uh, that woke up today and I met today, whether they were strangers or not, also chose this path with me. Despite how many different choices we made, despite where we were born or started our journey or in what country we were in a day ago or a year ago, we all chose a path that led to them meeting me today somehow. And none of us chose this to kill ourselves. No matter how sure you are that you've made that choice, you will experience your survival instinct after taking the steps to commit suicide. You will basically rescind consent. That's why people realize it's a mistake, is because they're not actually choosing it. They think they're choosing it, but their body is like, uh, no, 
you don't actually want this. Yeah, but it's funny though because up until that point, and and I think that most people have. I don't know. Maybe some people don't. You know how some people have. A, I think it's aphastasia, where you can't physically imagine things in your mind. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know I if have this it. Is, you know you do not. Yes, I do. You I li- too, I cannot. I cannot visualize things I, in my mind. I've never. You've never told me that. I don't believe that. I cannot visualize color. I cannot visualize shape. I cannot visualize. The only thing I can see in my mind is words. I, I, I've, I've read about. Well, think of a blue word. <laughs> That's funny. I've seen these people argue on Reddit and on TikTok and on Facebook. I have seen these people talk to each other like people that have perfect visual uh, abilities, and then the opposite of the spectrum, and then people in between. And it's just so crazy to me. Uh, one, it's like that that toilet paper debate where it's like uh, white sitting up, sitting down, or like that dress debate where it's like people see things differently. But it's something so basic as essentially what we think of as an imagination. Um, people have different varying levels of it, like the ability. Like if I, if you sit here and tell me um, there's an object in my hand, and then you describe it to me, I will see that object physically in my hand. Like an apple, right? You can tell me what shade of red it is, how many leaves it still has attached to it, like all that. If it has, you know, knots or bots, bites or, or or mold or whatever, like I can and I can see it and I can almost feel it in my hand. And every time I talk to someone who says they don't have those abilities, it's just like a mental block for me because they because they, they also the same thing. People that have like straight up aphasia or whatever. What is it called, Nick? It's a something. Because A means nothing. N or something. No, A, it's yeah. A, so so nothing, image, thing. Well, a means a- aphantasia. Aphantasia. Thank you. That's what it is. I said aphantasia. Yeah, aphantasia. Because basically they say the same thing you just said. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I just hold on, hold on, hold on, see hold on, hold on, hold on. the descriptions, the words in my mind. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, nope. Never mind. Never mind. Yep. Aphantasia. That's aphantasia. No, no, no. I know that it's... Wait, I know so that's yeah, the, the most eye-opening thing for me is I had always thought that blind people saw black darkness Mm -mm. and then it wasn't until I I was reading um, a report from a blind person someone who could see when they was when he was younger and then he was blinded when he was older and he said no you don't see black you see nothing and that's again it's um, similar to Dion's thing it's I I I really cannot fathom that because what because what he said is like what is behind you? Imagine seeing what's behind you. Like, not not what's in your room. Don't imagine the bookshelf. Don't imagine the paint on the wall. What is directly behind your head? You can't see that, can you? That's what I say. And I go, I cannot. I, I literally I don't cannot know what you're talking about. That. Yeah, that is, I don't know. The box, the box, horse, and ladder test. So are you familiar with the personality test called, I'm sorry, called the field, cube, ladder, yes, horse, and flower? I am. So. If, and, uh, this, I, and I will do this with you right now. If so, you want to. so this was actually something I was going to ask if you guys would be interested in doing. I would love to do this. Um, so some of my answers change. Some of my answers are static. So how do I test? I, I will. I will explain it to you. So the general concept behind this is you are going to imagine each of the things that I ask you to imagine, and you're going to you, you're going to describe them to me. All right. So I have the test. So I just, I just want, uh, I'm just going to give you a little explanation, Dion, of how I imagine things. You can understand how this is my mind works. Okay. So, so when I, do... when I close my eyes, I do not see things. 
You don't even see the light left behind by what you were no, just looking I, at? No, so like, I can see the light left behind because that's a sensation. I can that, yeah, it's, it's a there. physical sensation. I can feel it's there. Just like the colors behind the eyes, that's my eye adjusting mm-hmm. to the to being without light. Mm-hmm. Um, but I cannot physically see anything. There is nothing there. Not but even I Bob can, Ross? <laughs> but I can understand <laughs> the presence of things. So like... While I cannot visualize a house, I can sit there and in my mind describe to myself using my internal monologue the house that I know I am imagining. But like how do you There is so no image. This is but what kills I me. know it's there. This is what kills me. Before we get into the thing, the people that say this, almost all of them because this is I feel like I don't mean to be like an agent of erasure, but if I said, "Hey Nick, draw a square," you could do that. Yes, How, but it, it, it would be. But, because well, I know what a square is. Yes, but mechanically, right? I have reference for it. Where? Where? <laughs> because this is the thing: if you don't know what it looks like in your mind, how can you draw on reference no, 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 no. that you cannot so see? You can understand what it looks like. And in your I know mind. what you mean because I've heard this again and again and again. And I'm pretty sure I understand, but it is baffling to me. It is absolutely mind breaking for me as a person that can literally think of Bob Ross and see him in my mind. So and actually, think of the Mona Lisa and see her painted. And that's, think of the, a- that's the thing I don't get. I don't understand how people who have aphantasia can be artists. Because like I can draw, I can draw all right. Like I'm, I, I'm okay. If you ask me to bust out like a fucking full ass room, I would be like, no, thank you. But if you give me a pen and paper, I'll do something cool. Like I don't want to be a give dick. me some of that Sistine Chapel song. You know, I don't want to be a dick, but I want to give you a pen and be like, draw what I'm describing to you. It would and- not happen because I can't, I can't. And that's an artist's tool that I don't understand. But how. I- how a person with aphantasia can be a full-scale artist be able to just bust out like a person's face from memory that blows my mind they have this so this is my thing in my in my opinion and this is like this is um sorry to take this a really weird way because this is not the subject at all but this is how (laughs) i understand um things that i don't understand such as such as white privilege okay okay i was i was gonna say racism because i'm trying to think of the thing i was like like, i'm trying to avoid it i'm trying to because i don't understand how you can think that based on you being born period (laughs) that you're better than someone else but so i'm thinking like there's something exists in your mind that tells you something that's not true so So i I want to say this is actually a perfect place we can take it because it is a racist thing to or not a racist thing it's tied to racial issues though this is, in my opinion, as a white person, what the, I, I, I hesitate to say it, but this is my, my personal belief, the vast majority of white people experience. The vast majority of white aphantasia people Aphantasia, but make it racial. <laughs> right, no, racial aphantasia. They cannot, conceive. they cannot conceive of a person being treated differently because they are of a different can color. I, can I give you an analogy, an analogy real quick? Mm-hmm. No. So I, we were talking about this earlier today. Um, I watched a nature documentary with my uncle, and someone brought up, "Oh, there's so many trees here." Someone must have said, "Man, 
if one of these trees fell, will we even hear it? We're so far away. So, believe it or not, this is actually how I understand racism. If a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Fucking obviously, sound is independent of our perception. It exists as a physical phenomenon. Perception, but your reality is based on your perception. So this is how we know that humans in general are arrogant, self-centered pieces of shit because they think that you're not there (laughs) to perceive it. It might not exist. So, so so again, the first thing I thought of immediately was, oh my god. That's how some white people think of racism. Well, I've never seen that happen to a black person. I've never said a microaggression out loud. I've never done that. I've never seen that. It must not exist. And I've seen people say those words verbatim, unironically, online. And I'm like, oh my god, if a tree doesn't fall, if it doesn't make a sound, was the first microaggression I ever experienced. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Of course it does. That was white people telling us that if they don't see it, because all my teachers were white in the elementary school, if they don't see it happen, it might not have happened. That's racism. Oh my god, <laughs> Dion, you've that cracked it. Hum- that is the human experience in itself. Because but it, it is also the human. Also a lot of, it does tell you. It extends a lot to women problems where they where you know men sexism. Say, I don't. I don't deal with that or whatever. Or like, yeah. But they do. So here's my thing. I actually don't think it's... Uh, I, I, I hesitate to believe it's a willing choice to believe that, though. I believe no, it is a... I don't think it's willing. I don't think it's willing. I think it's very ignorant. It's very... No. And I mean that in the literal sense yeah, 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 of yeah. just... I think I, it's, I I think it's necessary. I think it is a necessary okay, component no, 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 of no. existing. I, I, I think there are plenty of things that you should ignore as a person to help yourself exist. But the issues that we've repeatedly brought to light... Right, right, right. Are not those it's things. It's like, how, how can you continue continue to ignore right how because can you you've done so this right so but no, what i'm so, saying is that does the tree fall in a forest thing i think it is a fundamental thing that we have built into our society no, 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 as yeah. like this is how you get by you have to blind I mean, yourself i think it's more than things. that i think i think it's a i think it's an instinct i think that it's a really telling example of how humans center themselves on their knowledge of the universe because until we discover it we don't know it exists and if we haven't seen it, well, scientifically speaking, we deny that it exists until we have evidence. That's the scientific method. Now, admittedly, also part of the scientific method is understanding that the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. But that part gets left out in the tree analogy. You know what's weird, Dion? You mm-hmm. know how you've mentioned the the blinking and what's behind you? Like, how do you know it's still there thing? Mm-hmm. I, you've just jogged my memory, and it's gonna drive me nuts now. I had a, <laughs> I had a book you, when I was a kid about a little boy, a little black boy. It was either he was either a slave or he was like the child of a slave and a, a master, and was basically being given a better life in the north i can't remember exactly but i remember distinctly there is a portion of the book that is meant to be like this child is brighter than he is clearly being given credit for where he is literally talking to just some dude who is reading a a a book about science 
and the child goes through that thought process he literally has a breakdown with this guy of like well how do i know the things behind me are still there and the guy's like you don't <laughs> the guy's like that's that's the impermanence of reality it's like this is the little boy who is like i believe at the time like six or seven having a conversation about the difference between physical right having the difference between physical reality and perceived reality like persistent reality is not the same thing as described reality and now i can't every time you turn around you perceive the same reality but (laughs) when you unturn around is it the same? You'll never know. Right. Persistent reality and but, perceived reality. So and you know the, what makes this question, even worse, yeah. Matt? So the, the, the question I always had is related to sight is, so Dion sees the color green. But is it the same color? The color or do we just agree that it's called you the same thing? You never know. Yeah. No, no. This is the thing that I've brought up a lot to people. And people get yeah. mad at me. And they tell me to shut up and leave. I, we, no, because all we've done <laughs> is agree that the wavelength that we can measure is called a certain thing, right? Because the wavelength doesn't change. The color technically doesn't change, but how we perceive it does. So what Matt sees as um, a 250 wavelength, which I believe is reddish, I see it the same way, a 250 wavelength. But what I perceive internally is always going to be a little bit different. As the fact that colorblind people exist and that we can find them proves this, right? We will never know what someone physically sees as the world if it's the same. Well, and wait. So if that's the case, I mean, we will how, know. How, we well, no, no. How do how do colorblind scales work then? If we wouldn't know how a person would perceive color, how would we be able to create a thing that that, that shows that you how colorblindness works? So it's, or yeah, no, it's, how it's color just, that that a colorblind person can perceive effectively the same as we are perceiving it so 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 the way they know that the you can measure color so you can measure colors in a physical form which is wavelengths right so we know that the wavelengths are the same but when we pass so do we put a range of wavelengths of your on eyes, colorblind filters no no so you, what you can do is you can take the lens of a person right and you, you, you can take an eye and you can pass waves through it and you can see what it senses and colorblind people do not sense the same range of different colors that non-colorblind people perceive. So, whereas you might see green and red, a colorblind person just sees what they previously thought was just red when they're getting green signals. So their eyes aren't picking up the nuance of the signals of color. And you can measure this. That's not how that works, like, in a lab, but that's basically how to explain it to someone else. I don't know <laughs> what else you want me to say about that. I'm not a scientist. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how you... I don't know how you test for colorblind people. I don't know how we know what the different... Because ver- there's different versions of colorblindness. I don't know how we are able to depict it scientifically, but that's how I imagine that it works in my mind. Well, generally, for those, te- for those tests, they'll give a bunch of colors and they'll see and, like... They'll notice because if you're colorblind, it's like they, my dad is colorblind for green, like, but he knows what green is because it's a different shade oh, of gray. I had it's I a very had unique a teacher, shade of gray to him. Reminded me, I had a teacher in uh, high school before I was in school with you guys. Um, my so my ninth grade teacher, he was a math teacher. Yeah, he was. Um, I believe almost completely colorblind. 
he just saw Shades of Grey, straight up. So when he so went to store, so when we asked him like, how do you choose different things at store? So he, so obviously it comes up, and he was like, I don't mind telling the story. So when you go to the gro- when you go to the store and buy clothes, how do you know what you're asking for? And he says, well, basically I either bring someone with me that I know isn't colorblind, or I ask the attendant, like the, the cashier, are these different colors? I'm sorry, but I can't tell the difference. I'm colorblind. Um, and they'll tell him. Um, and he hopes that he isn't the receiver of a cruel prank. And that's it. And honestly, um, it doesn't bother him. Because <laughs> who gives a shit what color things are? You see these colors, you think they clash, and then it bothers you because you were taught by some facet of your society that these colors don't go together. I can't fucking see the difference. I don't give a shit. I'm a math teacher. And that's how he felt. He didn't say I that. Say he wasn't a cusser. But that. that's what he said. So, uh, before <laughs> you continue, Matt, I just want to say, yeah. so I'm trying to find the book about that kid, and I can't. So... Uh, now my Google search includes book about child becoming an indentured servant. And uh, let me tell you, the ads make me a little concerned. Uh, ads, shop book about child becoming an indentured servant. Includes books titled such as Anti-Racist Baby. Uh, a Child's First Book of Trump. And no. Have Your Come and Eat It Too. You have to delete your account and create a new one. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm s- Nick. And then I, I can't actually say this one sorry. because of its name. Type it in uh, chat. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with it. Is yeah, there, it's, but, but it's, it's used in a, in a way that okay, is like Type positive. it in chat. Yeah, send a link. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. type it, I'm still mad at you. Um... <laughs> because he wrote it it's the same thing Nick I'm really sorry I need I'm you to read I need I'm you to tempted. read this book no I'm interested I need I'm reading you to the read description to black youth this is a compilation of individual essays written during the summer fall of 1992 the essays are designed to inspire thought within the black mind these writings are primarily targeted toward black youth of the day of which I am a part I'm not a master of these teachings but these are teachings I wish to master. I need you to read uh, this. I think this would change Nick as a person when he realized the things that we teach black kids and white <laughs> kids are very different. Oh, so, 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 since Nick shouldn't say it, because you uh, could. Or Matt. Or Matt. No, yeah, or Matt. The book is called From Niggas to God, Part 1, Sometimes the Truth Hurts, But It's All Good in the End, by, by... Akil and Andre Akil and Jay Clopton. It's on booksamillion.com, I guess. Um, if you really want to read it, let me know, and I'll let you know what I thought of the book after you read it. That Dion <laughs> definitely didn't read. I mean, if someone says they read it and they want to know my opinion, I'll go read it real quick. It can't be that long, to be honest. Uh, so then I looked up book about boy slave who wears a mask, because that's another thing so, that I remembered. So, I literally have to burn my Google account, yeah, just So, saying. Nick, Nick, before you, before you continue, <laughs> let me tell you that you just looked up about... 8,000 books. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, 10th uh, book on the list, Husband to Sissy, Slave Training. Um, so, 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 let me tell you, so, so let me tell you. I don't like that boy is included in a lot of these. Google, what sick shit are you on? You're lucky you haven't found porn yet, basically is what I'm saying. 
Oh no, I'm pretty positive. I'm pretty positive. Have your come and I think eat you it did. too. Is <laughs> forgot you from said the that. looks. I immediately forgot you said that. Gentlemen. So back to what we were talking about. Hard, hard reset. Um, hard reset. <laughs> something, 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 something. Suicide. So did you have another topic you were talking about? Yeah. But it's one we've already talked about. I'm pretty sure. Then I will do a thing, Dion. I was okay. Sure. I have a question. Sure. For you specifically. Sure. Hey. Are you a mandala effect? Are you my personal mandala effect, Dion? Or Ma- Mandela effect? I'm sorry, not mandala. Mandela effect. Here's First of all, thank you for correcting yourself. Second of all, I will end you. What the fuck are you talking about? So, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dion. You I've don't remember me? Question I've mark? Been, I've been thinking about this a long time. Oh, God. <laughs> and you constantly reference that you went to our high school. Constantly. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> and I literally have not a single memory of your existence. Do you want me to share pictures of me in your high school I right now? I have looked through my yearbooks, Dion. <laughs> You, you are nowhere to be found. <laughs> my, um, all my, all my, um, all of now, my photos are I private. Now, admittedly, <laughs> I don't have a yearbook from every year, which is I, the thing I've so, so I was only, I was only at, I was only at TJ for the tenth and the twelfth year. I'm sorry, I'm I don't sorry. know for the ele- for the junior and the senior year. All right, I don't know. So here's the thing: I've been thinking about it a while, I can't grasp okay. the idea that I don't remember you at all because I know you Dion I know you now no there no no, no. Nick Nick I, let, I know let, you let, now and, let, let me let me let me remind you let me remind you let me remind you <laughs> that the first time that you had come over to Matt's new apartment both Matt mm-hmm. and Samet were like hey bro listen we're inviting this cool guy okay never mind this guy called Nick <laughs> And he's really into movies, and we really like him. He talks a lot. He's a lot like you, but not at all. Um, <laughs> you're, we think you're going to like him. But please understand that if he comes off the wrong way at first, he's not racist. Please understand that he's just a <laughs> decent guy that tries to understand every. Like, he, he, he's trying. Sometimes he's just a goon. Yeah. Um. Please, please don't. He hate talks him. a lot and thinks too much. Uh, the, the, like they had tried to get me to not hate you so bad. Well, and see, then this we is met again. Where I remember differently, my mind says when we first met, you already knew me. I I did. They described you so many times. Oh my god! You are actually my alternate reality self that has merged oh. over into this self. Which is why we're so similar. Why wouldn't we just have the same friends? <laughs> Does it make sense? But, Dion, we do have the because same friends. Because we don't. We it's because d- you're blocked. Didn't. Because it's an alternate reality, Dion. Not because everything has I, to be we, the same. You, Keep were up. Were you friends with Franklin in high school? In high school? Yeah. I was I was friends with Franklin in middle school. In high and school. Matthew? Uh, Matt, I knew in high school. To be fair, I was, I was not friends with friends. I, no, no. So the thing. The other thing that helps... I don't know and I hung out with Tapper. Uh, I was not friends with Matthew yep. in high school. Um, I also had to no. meet Matthew through Tapper. Um, I'm pretty sure we met when he invited me to that awful 
party. But uh, but I'm like, you definitely would have been at we're our yes, party. Yes, yes, that one. Yes. That's how me and Matt met. Me and Matt met through a very terrible girlfriend experience of it. <laughs> so sad. Oh, and you weren't was, it, you weren't safe and sane. No, because fuck that. I hated the idea of that. I, oh, okay, okay. Nick and I had a great time. Okay, yeah, okay. what are you talking about? So, so I just hated the idea. We of set that. Matt up with one of his worst girlfriends. So here's 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 the thing, right? Um, <laughs> I I remember saying that. You want to know where I lived in Frederick when I went to TJ? You want to know? Yeah. Yeah. I lived on Frederick Street. You know where Frederick Street is? Which wait, wait West Frederick? I'll tell you what Frederick nope. Street is. You know where you know you know where Main Street is. And you know how mm-hmm. the streets get numbered after a while? Mm-hmm. Frederick Street is between 14th and 15th Street. Mm-hmm. Guess where so the school is. Fre- the school is on 16th Street. You lived you lived two blocks from me. I lived me. two blocks from Matt, and I never knew him the entire time we were in high school. <laughs> so this just further really? proves this just further proves that Dion was a mandala or mandala. Okay. Let me let mandala. me show you my high school self. Jesus. I don't want to share this album with Gorgonzola. You. Um, let me, how do I, I can, I'm not going to put this away. Dion, you are a cryptid. Transfer, copy of <laughs> And this is not a racist thing. Choose what to transfer, connect. Sign account of racist. I, don't, I was waiting for Dion to be like, this, this feels This feels racially charged. charged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I do like that. I told the Bridget story to Nick, and then eventually Dion, you come in the picture. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, nah, nah, it was that bad. Nah, he's not lying. <laughs> no, dude, because, like, I didn't... No, this is how bad it was. I didn't know she was with Matt when she had started flirting with everybody. And I was like, oh, this girl's just really just free-loving. And that, you know what? I can respect that. That's fine. Not my style. But no boundaries. Yeah, not my, no not my style. But, you know, I'm going to respect her openness. You can be as flirty as you want to be, and I don't care. I used to care a lot. I didn't want anyone to look at me or touch me or recognize me or do, please do not perceive me. It was my energy. <laughs> at that point, I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure, whatever. You can do. You can hang over my shoulder. I guess I don't give a shit. Just don't be weird. Just you could be flirty if you want. And then I found out that that was not the case. She was not single. She was not allowed to be flirting with other people, and I felt so bad <laughs> because she, before she went to bed had spent an unnecessary amount of attention on me. And I was just like, well, now I know better. And now me and that guy are never going to be friends. And I was still at that point in my life where I needed everyone to be at least like tolerant or liking of me. And I was like, shit. (laughs) She ruined that. (laughs) And then I drove you home two days later. Yeah. Yeah. um, I should have known then that Matt was a real one because he didn't even know me. And Tepper had abandoned me. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I'll drive you home. I don't have anything to do, surprisingly enough, knowing what your schedule is like now. And yeah, ever since then, we've been chilling. That's not me, by the way. But that's the same white person in both pictures. I just wanted to prove that I was there in real time. Oh, that's Jen. That's Jen's sister. It is. Uh, yeah. And you'd recognize her. So I, this is proves. And that's, that's, that's a person that we, that she knows. And then that person is there in a picture with me, which proves. Yeah, but I'm not in any of these. Nick, you wouldn't be in any of these. We were in the same grade. No, we weren't. I was in the grade above you. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Did you graduate with me or with Matt? I graduated with Matt. Yeah, I was the grade above Matt. You weren't. Yeah, I was. 
You were born the same year as us. I was a grade above you guys because I started school early. You both know that. He was a nerd from the very beginning. I was, yes, I'm the same age as you guys. I think this is the Mandela trying to... Nelson, man, I need to go get my exorcism. Matt, you know this. Why aren't you helping me? (laughs) What can he do? I did. I said you live two uh, blocks away from me. As far as we know, Mandela effects affect people differently. So he could be (laughs) under the assumption that you've entirely been here. I I saw this man in high school. I talked with him with Franklin. Yeah. We saw each other. I saw the Bernstein Bears. This 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 was my profile picture for like eight like years. It was so good. Dion, I love you with long hair, man. Oh, I'm I, I'm growing it back out. I really love your your I could have been locks, the locks. Whatever. locks were good. Sorry, too. yeah. I mean, that beard was not it. I was all into that beard too. I'm a sucker for <laughs> the, long the, hair. The, uh, the, the soul patch. patch. <laughs> Dion, you're one beret away from being like that. Token nineties. My mom called me a, a beatnik cafe. for this entire period That's of time. That's the word. <laughs> she called me a beatnik so many times. That's not wrong. That's fine. It's not. My mother called wrong. me. <laughs> Your mother never called you. Your mother didn't call you anything. Oh no. <laughs> I had cheekbones. I had. Mm, I had everything, except for like a physique. But in the face, the days, I was huh? good. And yeah. and white privilege. <laughs> I had everything. Beautiful locks, dark skin, a big old bullseye painted on my back anytime I walked by a police car. <laughs> Poor Dion. It's a nail in the fucking head. Good job, buddy. You did it. You solved racism. <laughs> that is my favorite <laughs> statement, by the way. You solved X. <laughs> it is one of my favorite things. Like, that's it. We did it, guys. We solved apathy. Just care. <laughs> because it's always it's always what it's in response to. It's always in response to someone saying the most obvious thing. Well, did you check the last place you looked at? We, we had it last? See, that's why I always okay. ask where... That's why I always ask where is the last place you had it. Oh, okay, no, I'm going to share this one. Because this, this kid is legitimately hot. <laughs> that kid is fucking smoking. Oh, look at that handsome boy! <laughs> what is that, seventeen-year-old Dion? Yeah, I think 20? so. I think the up. one of me in the uh, in the MMA shirt is like sixteen, and I think this kid is seventeen. No, 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 it's the reverse. That kid is seventeen in the picture I showed you under Franklin. That's seventeen. This is sixteen. The black and white. Do we do we have a question? Yeah, I have uh, a question. I have a question. You have a question, Nick? You can ask a question what? after this. This is a question I've already asked. Do you think that given out of time? Oh God! This one again. <laughs> yeah. We're no, gay? that yes. was the second. Co- that was the second topic. I, I forget what somebody said. I was in a qu- and an infinite number of timelines, infinite number, an infinite number of energy. We will all take dick in the ass. Yes, Dion, you win. <laughs> Nick, what's your question? <laughs> <laughs> there, I did it, guys. I solved it. I solved homophobia. <laughs> solved omnisexuality. <laughs> Uh, give enough monkeys enough typewriters and everybody's gay (laughs) (laughs) I need that on a shirt (laughs) I need a shirt that just says give enough monkeys enough typewriters and everybody winds up gay is that our first piece of merch ever Uh, please no (laughs) no 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 Nick 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 Nick. okay for this last thing can you do the um the the personality test that you were gonna do oh that's right do do it for Matt first 
or do it for me first, or do yeah, it for you first, so, and so then the pick question, one for me and Matt. We'll, we'll just do, just pick one of the three, man. No, 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 no. Do, do first. the whole thing. So for the final question, we'll do the cube personality test. So and we'll each enter each part one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are the things you're gonna have to imagine. So you're gonna you're gonna want to think of all of these things as I ask them. Right? I'm thinking. So think of an open field. How big okay. is the field? What is it filled big. with? Big. No, you don't have to respond right away. Uh, keep, that, keep, that's not how this works. Keep all your answers to yourself until the end of the quiz. You're going to have to send me out of the classroom. <laughs> hey, Matt got sent out of the classroom a lot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Think of an open field. How big is this field? What is it filled with? What are the surroundings like? Open. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Well, right. don't say stupid things. Now you have, think of a cube. How big is the cube? What is it made of? And what is the surface like? What color is cube. it? Where is it positioned in the field? Where is the cube? Is it transparent? If so, can you see inside? I think it's supposed to say, what can you see? Uh, the field supposedly represents your mind. Uh, just so you know. And for me, the field is often just a generic field like video game texture like hyrule field like just ms paint grass um like <laughs> 90s jpeg textured grass uh so the condition of the field represents sort of your outlook um so <laughs> Dion, you described as dry and dead i think you can figure out what that means Get some lotion. Grassy and healthy tends uh, tends to mean optimism, whereas dry and dead tends to mean pessimism. And well trimmed or uh, 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 well kept um, is uh, analytical or cautious. Um, you could you can interpret things a little bit more varied. I'd say, Matt, it sounds like yours is more vast, but as you said earlier. There's not much difference, no matter how far you go. It's yep. this is what it is. It is this ocean of grain that it's you ocean can harvest. That is unkempt. That you can harvest at your leisure. Leisure. Um, so Matt, your, Matt, your cube. What is uh? So, your cube. How big is it? What is it made of? What's the surface like? Color. Where is it in the field? Uh, is it on the ground? Is it floating? Is it transparent? Stuff of that nature. So describe your cube in this field, if it's in the cube. Field. Cube would fit in the size of your, like the size of your hand. It is a dark blue. It is um, fully opaque, not transparent. It is just kind of sitting in the in the ground, just kind of doing this cube thing because that's what a cube does. Um, yeah, it's hard to orient yourself when it's just nothing but wheat in this cube. Here are the interpretations. So the cube, based on this thingy is supposed to represent yourself your self image uh smooth you are a gentle person who takes care not to hurt others rough you are more straightforward bumpy or spiky you have a tendency to criticize other um so all of us seem to take the the smooth approach for the most part mm -hmm. um basically not, none of us had a rough or bumpy but this is the thing that i found very interesting so matt yeah. Blue, you are you are intelligent and respect others' ideals. Fuck you. Keep going. <laughs> Me, black, 
You have a strong sense of individuality and independence, and you put a high value on alone time. And Dion, you didn't actually specify a color. Uh, he said because he said it was light, so it was white. So like you know how like when so you know how like when light shines through your glass cup full of water, and you look at the wall and you see a a, a light uh-huh. fixture. Imagine that you had. A bunch of cups, I guess, in a circle, and that created a cube of light. The cube was always just so made of light. I'm, I'm actually really, I'm whatever really fascinated light. by that because the physical characteristics of the cube could come down to a more unique interpretation. And I actually, there's one here that I think kind of matches what you're saying, Dion. It's a little, it's a little bit of two. So let me read these to you. A hollow cube means that you are primarily concerned with your outside appearance, with far less care for what's going on within. However, this does not mean that you have nothing to offer on the inside. A cube made out of water or ice indicates that you let external influences you completely. Your personality is sensitive to social pressure, relationship, and other environmental factors. So, and, and then we have a transparent cube. A cube with a transparent surface means you tend to let others know how you feel on the inside. You are confident enough to show your inner thoughts and you are deeply sincere. You know what you're good at inside and guess what? It shows. That's what most people see you as well. So if I may play a little armchair psychology. So what you've described is the cube sits on a pedestal. So you hold yourself Mm -hmm. high. The cube, however, is fundamentally non-existent. It is hollow and only made of reflections and refractions. You are a... You, if, if this test and my analysis is... Were to be accurate, be accurate. Your interpretation of yourself is that you are made only of a reflection of that which exists outside of yourself. You have nothing inside of you but the You're light that inside. the... No, but the light that the outside world gives you. It's very, it's very interesting. I was like, huh. That's a really... What do they say? I'm, um, a... I mean, you've described yourself as a mirror. Something of my circumstance. You're, you're a, you're a victim of circumstance. Mm, that's what it says. Um, <laughs> you, you've described yourself as a mirror. And I think that's fascinating. Um, and I also gave myself the glassy... Uh, description uh, smooth and glassy interesting alright so the ladder think of a ladder how long is the ladder and where is it located in your field what is the distance between the ladder and the cube so I've thought of two different ones it just depends on how far you want the ladder to go I guess Um, in one of the versions I thought of the um, pedestal is actually an obelisk and the ladder is just along the obelisk like on it so that you could reach the cube does that make sense? Like, instead of a pedestal, mm-hmm. it's an obelisk. It doesn't no, have to I be a tall obelisk. It can the just ladder be like, leads up to the cube. And the ladder, uh, yeah, or or it's just a regular-sized pedestal, like what you think of when you go to an art gallery. But on one side of the four-sided uh, panel that is raised that where the cube is on top of, um, it's a false door. And if you open the door, you see a ladder in a shaft that goes down into the ground. Interesting. Into a space that you can't see. And that's the ladder? Yeah. 
Either way, the ladder reaches up to the top of the pedestal. Whether you want it to be underground or not is up to you, I guess. Up to me, I guess. I don't know. So, ladder length. Short or long. Short indicates goals are realistic and simple. Long indicates goals are far more fetched and are far fetched and difficult to attain. The distance between uh, the distance into the field that the ladder sits at, if it is near to the uh, uh, I would say the edge <laughs> of the field. Uh, I'm sorry, near to the center of the field, you are putting maximum effort and focus into your goals. Far from the center of the field, you aren't putting much effort into it at all. The location and material of the ladder can also tell you how close you are with your friends. Uh, if the ladder is near to the cube, uh, you are very close with your friends. If it's actually leaning on the cube, it means your friends can lean on you for support. Uh, far, you have a hard time opening up to people and letting them get close to you. Matt, that should say a lot. I mean, my ladder was inside yep. my cube. can't believe you would say <laughs> such horrid things about me. I don't know. <laughs> the material that it's made out of, uh, if it's a strong material like stone or metal, the Sandstone. strong material is a strong bond. Weak ladder indicates a weak bond between <laughs> you and those around you. What is sandstone made of? I, sandstone I mean, it's strong stone. 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 I mean, so is wood. Yeah. Wood is relatively strong. Yeah, it, just, it really depends on what you think of the material. Like, I didn't specify balsa. I... I I picked obsidian. Um, <laughs> that my, guy. Uh, my, my letters made. My letters made of palm leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody might have said a rope ladder. Well, you know. All right, horse. Think of a horse. What color okay. is the horse? Brown. What is the horse with white spots? Was there more to this question? I gotta cut you off. I'm. I'm not gonna continue if you keep doing it. I'm gonna punch you. What color is the horse? What is the horse doing? And where is it in relation to your cube? The horse is black. Big, red eyes, far off in the distance. Yeah, big black horse. Very, very far off in the distance. Um, the hor- horse represents your ideal partner. <laughs> so, Dia or Matt, you said uh, black with white spots. Brown with white, like yeah, spots. All right. Kind of like cow. Brown, brown. You prize comfort and reliability above all else. Otherwise, you don't have a specific set of expectations for your partner. However, you said white spots. So yeah. there are certain things that you value loyalty and trust over reliability on. Uh, Dion, you sort of have the inverse of that. You value loyalty and trust more than anything else in a relationship. But you do enjoy the comfort of a reliability, uh, but free, a reliable but free partner. Um, uh, then their action... Uh, so this is a little more interesting. So Matt, you said uh, tapping at the ground. Mm-hmm. I would interpret that as grazing, most likely. Um, so your ideal partner is calm and fully committed to you. Uh, whereas Dion, yet again, your answer is interesting. You actively stated you are cautiously leading this horse towards the cube. Like you're not you're not trying to lead the horse to the cube, but the co- horse at your lead is following you closer to the cube. And you stated that you you are you are, you know, working on trust, working on things of that nature. So it, you know, it's not like it's not like you know how like when you're like you get off a horse and then you're like I'm gonna go rein this right. horse. So you go and you pull it to the stable and you tie it up. It's like that motion where you're leading the horse by the reins, but you're off yeah. the horse. It's like that. Interesting. 
So it seems, if I were to interpret that, seems the interpretation is your ideal person is someone that you knows knows you well enough to know what you want, but still lets you take the lead. Um, it seems like that's how I interpret that. Uh, and then for me, sadly, very far off in the distance. <laughs> Uh, black, your ideal partner is dominant, seductive, and sophisticated. Yep, that's 100% true. Um, and far off in the distance, they don't have a description for that, so my interpretation is a pipe dream. <laughs> the flowers! Alright. Think of flowers. Where are the flowers in the field, and how many are there? Matt. Tell me about your flowers in your field with your cube and your horse and your ladder. Uh, lilies. They're purple and yellow and blue. And they're... How many? Uh, sparse. So probably like five or six of them pretty spread out throughout the field. All right. Dion? Hang on one second. I need to check this. This is a flower. Sunflower. No, Tulip. I'm pretty positive that it has Lily. racial connotations. No, it's not a... Pretty positive sunflowers have racial connotations. Uh, but it didn't here. It was just a flower. Oh, they can have flowers, though. That's interesting. Okay. Um. So originally I was just going to say, like, whatever cactus flowers are. But I just found out that tumbleweeds can have flowers. And are also Aren't real. Bushes? Aren't they? And they're very tiny. Yeah, they're very tiny. Slightly white and pink. Um, but also I was thinking, like, you know, like a small cactus flower. Which is also just small and pink. Interestingly enough, I also said only a few flowers. Um, probably just white lilies or something. The flowers are pretty straightforward. Flowers represent your family and friends. The number of flowers reflects your popularity and their location inclo- indi- indicates how close you are with your social groups. So just a few. You're close with your family and have a small, tight-knit group of friends. Shut up, Matt. We all got you are close with your family and have a tight-knit group of friends. And with the exception of Matt... Hey. That's mostly true. That's mostly true. Uh, (laughs) Weather. Unless you consider us as family. I mean, still the same thing to me. He did say family. Family. So, uh, describe the weather. It is by about 70, still kind of a small slight breeze. Sun's out, probably around, getting close to dusk. It's it's cool and temperate, but not too cold, not too hot. Not very humid either. The sun's out. Guns the sky's up. mostly clear. But although the sun is bearing down, it's actually a bit cool. The breeze is kind of chilly. You don't need a heavier clothing, but you are worried that you might soon if it keeps up like this. So despite the sun being out, it is a cold. Like you would think on a winter's day, like bright sun, no clouds, but cold. That um, crisp are, sun. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah, but there aren't enough clouds in this sort of cracked f- land to make you think that it should be this cold. Um, For me... It it's uh it's dark skies like dark as night, uh but not dark like like not nighttime like if you were to look at it everything would be still as visible as day. 
there's daytime, but, but it's overcast. But, but like, no, there is no color to the sky. It is black. Um, and that's the weather. Oh. Uh, yeah, the weather field reflects your general outlook on life. Uh, rain symbolizing problems in your life. Fogs, uncertainty. Winds, you tend to worry about future issues. You generally don't let them get you down. Sun, you are optimistic. So, Matt, you gave a pretty good depiction of a nice summer evening. Yep. Uh, so, pretty optimistic, but coming to a close with uh, a little bit of worry for the future issues, but you don't let them hang on. Dion, uh, you said sunny but cold. Um, I would say oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. probably optimism uh, with with anxiety. Uh, I would say that's what that's what the coldness is is like. I know I should feel warmth, but something is making it cold. Um, mm. And I interpret mine as pessimism, <laughs> which is. Being being aware that everything is bleak, but being optimistic about the bleakness. Uh, and then the final thing. The storm. So think of a storm. What is the distance between the storm and the cube? Is it a big storm? Is it just passing through? You're going to love mine, Dion. Storm. So rainstorm, pretty much in the distance. It's definitely coming towards the field, towards the cube and all that stuff, but... It's still got probably like another five. Is it on the sundown side or the sun upside? Pretty big storm. It is on the sundown side. And uh, what's its movement like? Is it fast? Is it slow? It's pretty slow. It's sluggish. It's just it's kind of crawling along the sky there. Dion, what about you? So it's midday. I've established that both in the cube section and in the weather section, the sun's got to be pretty high up in the sky. There's a storm on the horizon, basically, and it is just pitch that you know that when it gets to you it is going to be torrential rain thunder lightning it's going to be awful storm for me it's there in the center of the sky massive swirling vortex of clouds that is releasing nothing no rain no wind no lightning nothing and it's just Sitting there, swirling. The storm reflects your feeling in life towards stress. The stronger the storm, the stronger the stress you feel. The closer it is to the cube, the more you feel the weight of the stress. If it's mild, it's there, but it will be gone, in your opinion. In the background, it might be a background thought, not something you're managing as well. If you're in the center of it, uh, it's basically saying, I'm, I'm choosing this. I'm, I'm willing to dive into the storm. Um, right above it, or right below it, as in instead of the eye, but... No, why does it say... Oh, I'm sorry. They're using in the eye of the storm wrong here. Sorry, strong indicates that you're willing to jump in regardless of how pain, how much pain it's going to give you. And then in the eye of the storm, you are deeply affected by stress and have a hard time seeing past it to get back to the bigger picture. So 
Matt, yours is pretty simple to interpret. Dion, you seem to be terrified of an oncoming storm. Um, of something that is stressing you out deeply. And me, I already know about all the stresses. I just don't know what the fuck to do about them. Don't be stressed, you idiot. It was that simple. Did you never think of it? That's it. You solved it. You solved stress. <laughs> I did it. So there you go. That's the question. It's a long one. Uh, if you're interested in doing the... Whatever this thing is called again. I always forget the name of this test. I think it's just called the Field Cube Ladder. Field Cube Ladder Horse and Flower Test. If you like doing that, you can find it on alcation.com forward slash social sciences versus forward slash quick personality test put dashes in between all of the words well before we go i just want to point out how ridiculous that was it that's was so sure long. sure yeah, I, I think that was longer than what i did well not, not that was so long but i'm just it reminded me a lot of like horoscopes and I mean, star signs what do you think and a personality really, test is personality tests have no bearing on reality no well, they're I, all just general. They're all well. They're all general statements, and you go, "Well, that reflects me." And I was like, "Well, all the shit that I chose is shit that I just literally." It's the most the the call of the horse of what it was doing. The last time I saw a horse, that's what it was doing. Yeah. That's why I I can't imagine what else a horse does. I'm not around horses enough to know what they do. Well, then there you go. You know what the horse is doing. Yeah, but then you're making the, it, it's just, the sight is making this grand <laughs> revelation about my stress yeah. levels. I'm nice. like, no, it's. It's not like most, it's most, <laughs> yeah, most psych stuff is about analytics. It's not necessarily about reading. Uh, psych stuff is all about taking everything you say with a grain of salt and comparing it to other things you said, which is why I, just, I, just, I, I don't I don't discount the value of things like horoscopes, personality tests, because there is a level of value to them. It's not they are legitimate sources of information. But this is the kind of person you're dealing with. This is the way this person sees themselves, which is important. You have to know how you see uh, how a person sees themselves, um, and I, I just, I just, and and it doesn't it doesn't work as well when it's me giving you the personality test, Matt, because the problem is I'm interpreting your responses. When well, that's, that's what I was about to say is that I think in a controlled environment with someone who's much more trained and practiced, right. This can be fitted, but it's just these general questions and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's how you do this this test. And I'm like, well, I'm it's it's not well it's not well done because I have no guidance. I really know what I'm doing, and right. they don't know how to prod along for the, the the things they're actually trying to get to. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and do arm armchair psychology for the next six mm. hours. Like, <laughs> I'm not being paid. Um, I know what my problems are. I don't need you to tell me that. And and again, like. If a person, if I were a psych person and a person comes to me with, you know, a horoscope and they're like, don't you see this is directly talking to me? I'm going to be like, all right, this might be a thing we're going to need to cover in another session because it's very clear that you think the universe is trying to communicate with you. But if they're like, I'm such a cancer, then you can go look at what cancers are supposedly and be like, okay, this is what this person thinks of themselves. Well, yeah, as I, I looked up my sign while we were doing this and you were talking about that, and I was like, my thing is just, it's just way off. What's what's your sign, supposedly? <laughs> Leo. Leo? Uh, I so think. I'm going to give you a few things. 
Well, for, first of all, part of my problems with these is that they make such general. Well, they're wide supposed to be very statements. general. They're supposed to be very yeah. general. Leos are bold, warming, and loving. Not entirely wrong. They are the ultimate showman. Completely wrong. That is not me. I, I don't mind doing theater, but I am not. I don't go above and beyond. I don't act flamboyantly. It's not my thing. They in inject ambition to everything they do. Not entirely wrong. They're ruled by the heart. Not at all. I am a completely <laughs> logical, pragmatic person. They are brash and confident and trust their instincts. That's not entirely wrong. Their actions are natural and effortless. That is not true at all. I, I put a lot of effort and time and frustration into my shit. So much so that it comes naturally to uh, now. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to say, I don't know, Matt. I was going to say, I interpret that very differently. I do interpret a lot of what you do as natural and quote-unquote effortless. It's not that it, it's not that you don't put effort into things. You put immense amount of effort into things. It is that the putting of effort is the thing that you do effortlessly. <laughs> you literally can commit yourself to anything you want. And that is something I cannot do. Um well, just do it. Isn't <laughs> the Shia LaBeouf? God. But that's exactly the point. Is like <laughs> Yeah. Um here, hold on. Let me show you something, Matt. Let me show you what a real horoscope looks like. Because what you're doing is exactly why part of horoscopes are so hokey. Is because you're only reading one aspect of your horoscope. Loading up my natal chart. Not your natal this chart. This is your okay. This is my horoscope, Matt. I've, I've done oh, this God, once before, this? and then I deleted it. This is it. the day I was it. born. It's your sun, your moon rising, your sun rising, your Capricorn. Your it's it's every major star that indicates of a horoscope. But what does it mean? Exactly. So it means a lot of things. It means, it means a lot. <laughs> well, it means absolutely nothing. It means, absolutely but it means a lot nothing. of things. <laughs> um, but to give you an understanding, Matt, the star sign, the moon sign, and the ascendant sign. So the sun sign, moon sign, and and rising sign are supposed to represent sort of different uh, pieces of you namely your sun side i believe is supposed to represent your external uh personality your moon side is supposed to represent your internal personality and your sun sign is or and your ascendant sign i believe is supposed to represent like your truest you um my me is me and the their interplay is what makes the you um, so you might be a Leo, but your moon sign and your ascendant sign and the other houses might indicate slight differentiations to your Leo sign. So like, I can tell you that I am an Aquarius star sign with, I think a Scorpio moon sign. Yes. Scorpio moon sign. And I believe a Gemini rising. It's either Gemini rising and Scorpio star sign or Scorpio rising and Gemini star sign. Which is not a great thing for an Aquarius. Because um, basically, it means that I'm very unsure of everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, their, their interplay from the signs suggests that I am a person who is very divided and very ambivalent. Um and it causes a lot of problems but when it's not causing a lot of problems it's causing even more problems um i don't know i just don't care i i think it's a, i think it's a little crock shit. 
I mean, like I said, so is so are personality tests. We'll close up, just so you know, everybody. Drink your milk. Don't uh, care because it's all getting cut out. Don't. No, this is not getting cut out. Don't take oxycotton. Uh, eat your teeth. Brush your carrots. That's how I'm sexual. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We started with suicidal thoughts and ended with the Mandela effect. And we, just like you guys, have no idea how we got there either. We hope you enjoyed it. I hope to see you next Thursday. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon page. I, Rubenish, will stream on Twitch every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I upload to YouTube, and I've also published two books. You can support us that way as well, if you'd like. Oh, um, real quick, as an aside, while he's looking that up. Hey, Matt, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Remember when I said, okay, I'm back, and you heard that? Yeah, every time I get up from my chair, I mute my mic so you don't have to hear any weird things. When I said, oh, okay, I'm back, I did not unmute my mic on Audacity. Um, That lasted until Ooh. I said, hey, Nick, can I interrupt you for a second? And he said no. That was like six minutes. So there's six minutes of me talking where you may or may not be able to hear me. I don't know if I said it's zero. It was pretty low. And I saw it spiking. Like I thought I saw it like spiking. Not like now. I'm talking. I might, I might have to amplify your voice like like eight hundred percent. No, like eight hundred. Yeah. And you might still only get a whisper because it was on like zero or one. But sometimes when it's on zero, when I see that the number is set to zero, and then I have my chair move. You, you've heard my chair. You know my chair. You and my chair. I our enemies. Chair. Yeah. Sometimes when it's on zero, <laughs> and then my my chair creaks like that, um, mm-hmm. I see it spike on zero. So. You may be able to hear me. You may not. But, like, for that brief period where I'm back and Nick is talking to me, I do not have a recording of myself. I can't go back and change that. I'm sorry. Um, you bitch. 